0: uh hello everyone there hey hey, amber how are you doing love i'm doing good how are you i am wonderful you are one of our uh honorary co-hosts uh i appreciate that you know you come in all the time and you share good things with us and i appreciate that so uh, everyone here in internet world, it is I, Robbie Rapole, with the Rad Movement uh, on ReinventingTheTattoo.com. Uh, we are doing Let's Talk About Feelings with myself and Dusty Pitstick, who is running a few late. Um, but yeah, uh, Sorry. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Reinventing the Tattoo, Gabe Ripley, Guy Atchison, uh, and all the sponsors, and so much about all that. Um, appreciate you guys for giving us this uh, this opportunity to create a place for tattooers to do something we don't do often, which is talk about feelings. Uh, tattooers, artists, and uh, what, is it, what does Gabe say? The curious. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have a place to be able to do this. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I do this in my regular life a lot, but, uh, the reason why I wanted to facilitate this is because tattooers don't do this a lot. Feelings are something wow. that that's a lot of us. So, uh, yeah, this is Amber. Amber, always great to see you, love. Um, Thank you. Know, you. Uh, you too. You've been, you've been tuning in with us for quite some time now. And, yes, uh, I am. it's really cool to see your face. Um, you and Medusa are our repeat offenders Um, (laughs) and it seems when one of y'all isn't here the other one is Uh, and sometimes y'all are both here and Dusty is on his way in here in a moment but uh what are you uh what are you up to lately Amber how you be um I'm good but
1: currently a little overwhelmed
0: gotcha uh overwhelm is a very normal normal thing uh, I've been there a number of times, I actually made a video on the Rad Movement YouTube about how to deal with overwhelm, two different ones, uh, because the second one I made, I forgot that I made one before, and uh, I figured, you know what, fuck it, it's always good to be able to deal with overwhelm in different ways, so yes. um, what is the overwhelm you're dealing with?
1: Um, well, as I told you, my aunt, my disabled aunt was coming to move live with us for a while, mm. and I being, you know, someone of, let's just say, chemically challenged. I Sometimes I have a hard enough time taking care of myself and getting everything I need to get done done. Gotcha. So taking care of her and taking care of me can be a little overwhelming sometimes.
0: Right. And it's not just you. It's you. And you said you have grandkids that live there as well. Yes. So, you right. know, yeah. So you got a lot going on in that place. And you're a full-time tattooer? part-time okay so you have that do you have any other work that you do
1: um well yes but it's all art I make handmade Christmas cards and greeting cards and...
0: so you do a lot of stuff as the basis of this yes conversation. <laughs> I, so
1: you... I don't do boredom well I have to be doing something
0: okay and you Even know if
1: one... I'm relaxing I'm relaxing doing something
0: yeah yeah one of the things about boredom uh you know, they say if you have a hard time being being still, and if you don't do well with boredom, it's probably because there's things going on in the background that need to be checked, addressed, handled, yes. addressed and, you know, the, uh, the things are what we do to keep us from focusing on that. So, um, you know, one suggestion I have is what's going on in there? Figure some of that out. Yeah, there's
1: always something going
0: on in here. Yeah, yeah, there's always something. Always. Yeah, but you know, it takes Mm -hmm. takes time. It takes effort. uh, It takes acknowledging the issue, and that's you know, I think I don't think you have a problem acknowledging your issues. I think you're uh, you're pretty open about understanding. Oh yeah. Who and what's going on? Uh, Now it's a matter of addressing how to fix. Yes, my therapist
1: helps a lot with that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. My my baby helps me a lot with that, with the ability to slow down, take naps, um, yeah. you know, sit with him on the couch, uh, sit with him in his room and play if he wants to play, you know, just not focus on tasks.
1: Yeah, my granddaughter loves to snuggle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's really beneficial Um, in stillness. Uh and in resting is usually when a lot of great things happen and uh it takes a while to get there. Even I try when you- to
1: at least meditate for 10 minutes a day.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. Doing
1: nothing, listening to a meditation, whether it's a guided meditation or not. I try 10 mm-hmm. minutes every day.
0: Yeah, that's that's powerful. You know, that's impressive because it's hard to stay on that. Um, so I used you-
1: to put it in whenever I could. But now I do it in the morning when I wake up.
0: So you do it on a schedule now instead of.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. benefiting me more now that I'm doing it on a schedule rather I'm... than just whenever I have the time. Oh, I still have to meditate today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now it turns into a task and it's an issue and it's. Uh-huh. Different. Yep. So hi, Mr. Dusty. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you guys living life? Uh discussing are you you
2: living la vida loca
0: you uh you know always (laughs) (laughs) jinx (laughs) always on the la vida loca lifestyle um i'm i'm learning more and more how to how to put this this program together uh without assistance so maybe this week i'll figure out how to just launch this whole thing on my own (laughs) yeah but um you know (laughs) bits and pieces of life they come as they as they do uh we're, yeah. we're talking right now about amber being overwhelmed yeah a uh, little bit like overwhelms a good topic to focus on today yes yeah i feel like it happens a lot um i'm a bit overwhelmed right now uh, hey me too
1: all right, oh, all right. we go
0: accurate okay. topics the three your,
1: overwhelmed amigos.
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go. I like that. Um, where's your overwhelm stemming from there? Dust. Um, if I may call you dust.
2: <laughs> you may. Uh I hold on, math here. Uh <laughs> November 5th was the Atlanta convention. Yep. Uh I have not had a day off since then
0: oh how hmm. uh, why'd you do that to yourself silly
2: well um <laughs> it, it, it was a little bit of everything like i did like a good six hours of tattooing yesterday sunday is always like my i will not yield my day off uh and i yielded on it but it was a guy <laughs> who uh i booked like over three months ago and he his appointment fell right when i switched shops and he was like one of the two days that fell through the cracks And uh, we rescheduled him for another time. And that week that we rescheduled him for, he had COVID. And I felt really bad that the whole reason this guy's been getting the runaround from me for months is because I switched shops and there was like two days that overlapped real funny. So I was just like, hey, man, I'll come in on a day off and we'll make it work. Um, So, you know, because I didn't want this dude to have to wait until like next year for some stuff that he booked in like July right uh so you know I did that and it was a really fun tattoo it came out it's session one but it came out cool but it's just been that on top of a bunch of people that wanted to book when I was in Tampa and then Atlanta so I was gone for two weeks straight and you know so I was like well I can get you in the week after and it just kind of turned into an overload um Thanksgiving day I have off and then the Sunday after I have off so it's back to normal next week but the last like two weeks straight have literally just been like wake up treadmill go straight to work tattoo oh hey it's nine at night and it feels like it's midnight now go home eat food pass out wake up do it again and i'm a little overwhelmed because i have people that have been messaging me for days and they're like are you dead can i book please and normally if somebody hits me up and within 24 hours they're like hello are you gonna respond i'm like "Man, fuck you i have a life too but it's been people that have been messaging me for like four or five days that I'm normally very on top of responding to them. So now I'm a little overwhelmed with having to sit down and uh, reach back out to all these people and say, hey, sorry, I kind of fell down a hole for a week straight.
0: Which, you know, thinking about it, your overwhelm is actually just you being really busy, which is a really good thing.
2: Oh, it's it's a good overwhelm. It's definitely just... I need one day to sit down and catch my breath and message everybody and get things caught up and ordered cartridges. And I just need like one, one chill day and I'll be good. And I feel bad because it's Thanksgiving. So like, I'm absolutely going to message people on Thanksgiving and they'll be off too. So it'll work. Right. Okay. Sorry if you're with your family, but if you want a book, this is when I'm free.
1: Most people
0: are looking for a reason to check out on Thanksgiving anyway. So you give people a (laughs) couple Actually, I'm really stoked. We're going to have um, a large Thanksgiving for the first time in a while. Uh, an artist who just moved to town, him and his eight other family members are coming over. Then another oh, one wow. of the is coming over with four or five people. And then Donna's best friend is going to be down with her husband and two kids. And like, it's going to be a nice time. Um, but yeah, you know, overwhelmed getting ready for people to come over, buying all the food, cooking all the food, you know, trying, yeah. to, get, trying to get painting commission commissions done, you know, all the things. So yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like we're all doing fairly well with uh, the overwhelm we've got. It's just gets overwhelming. And it's like, it's so weird. Cause I don't know, I, I imagine y'all do feel like this where you kind of feel like you're backed into a corner and kind of freak out a little bit when you're doing yeah. overwhelm and it's like, what the fuck how am I gonna oh that's how yeah
2: <laughs> I always use the metaphor uh I've used it a ton recently like when you want to clean your house but every room is a mess mm. and so you're like it, clearly it's doable but you're like okay which room do I start with and just the wow. I, the act of just figuring out where to start it's so just like uh Yep. and then you just kind of mentally check out trying to figure out where to even start and then realize it's 45 minutes later and you fallen down a wikipedia rabbit hole trying to figure out what happened to the cast of boy meets world and you're like i guess i'll just try again tomorrow and go to bed
0: <laughs> you know uh, very similar to that i do the thing where like i'll end up spending time with the baby and then like now i've got an hour or two that i can do something productive before i have to jump into my next task that's scheduled and i'm like well i can't get this finished in an hour or two i won't even do anything you know and now you're like fuck i didn't you know i got a painting that's sitting in my living room that's trying to get finished and you know that fucking thing just keeps looking at me like hey buddy what are we doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know how to do (laughs) art good. I can't even finish you because I'm bad at this. And it's like, why are you talking to yourself like this? You do good art. You do great art. What's wrong with you? So, you know, the ruminating cycles of things can happen to us all.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, I got the baby walking around because we got, we got Zen, a little walker with wheels on it. Yeah. Yeah. plop him in the thing and he scoots the fuck around so like now i'm like you know trying to paint and like zen's running around i'm trying to make sure he doesn't run into the fucking painting because it's like 50 something by 60 something it's a giant canvas you know donna's in the kitchen doing things and you know the dogs are running around i'm like wow whew, trying to paint with all this chaos is uh not the easiest thing to do because i like i like my music i like my quiet time you know oh. it's wine like I make the I make the painting experience like an experience, and uh, now I'm not getting that. So it's interesting to try and figure out how to make that work for you. But the great thing is, it's like it's a commission painting that I'm getting paid for, it, and I'm having fun to do. Donna's like, I really love it. I wish we were keeping it. That always makes me feel good. And then when I'm done with this one, I get to move on to another commission painting. So it's like commission paintings are cool. I, I don't I don't do art outside of skin for money very often. So when it comes my way, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. So just an interesting, interesting bit of things. And when you, a lot of the time when you place your problems out on the table, they're really not that big a deal. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah. I, I think
2: right on now. that note, like a lot of us have issues dealing with overwhelming because it comes from a place of good, like the overwhelm is like, you're like, I have so many people coming over and we're going to do this big ass Thanksgiving because people love me and I love them. I've got a painting I'm getting paid for because someone loves my art enough to get it. Right. I've got, you know, the overwhelm of my child growing because I made a new life and it's a friggin' awesome baby that loves me and hey. just laughs and is happy. And it's like, if you're overwhelmed with bad, it's really easy to be like, okay, this sucks. And I can accept that and deal with it because like, we all know how to deal with negative but when it's positive we're always just a little like I don't want to seem ungrateful I don't want to seem like a dick I don't want to you know like oh I'm so booked or you know like oh people (laughs) love my art so much and like right right you, you you don't know how to deal with it or to talk with others about it because it's so like am I coming off as like a total ass like complaining that I'm working too much like yeah oh no, i'm just making money to do art like and then right. you see like you know some guy roll by in a wheelchair and you're like oh he has real problems i'm tattooing a lot and so then you just keep your mouth shut
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> For me, i end up imploding a little bit and to the point of exploding you know and it'll it'll happen more so at home than it will outside of home but you know it's like fuck. I can't watch the baby and paint and do this and, and, uh, you know, and then it's like, I'm, I'm I'm supporting the whole house. This the bunny fucking comes in and, and, and it goes out and it's like, yeah, but the money always comes, you know, like as, as soon as you, you get, you know, that, that, that bang in the bank, it's like, there's more, there's more that comes out of it, but at least you get the bang in the bank. You know what I'm saying? Like at least I'm not having things come out and I'm not getting these recurring payments into the positives. So yeah. it's very interesting, you know, uh, how that works. And I've recently, I, uh, I did a discount for the end of the year for my clients. Um, they can save a thousand dollars booking a full day with me. And that's like filled my books up quite a bit more. And that's a really nice thing to have. And I get to give back to the clients and like, Then I know I'm going to start getting overwhelmed with, oh, I'm tattooing too much. Oh, this is too much on me. So like there's always this level of overwhelm that you get to. uh, And like you said, you can you can be an ungrateful bastard about it or you can just shut up about it. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can work through it healthily, you know, which it's hard. I,
2: I kind of low key took it out on a client today and I'm still feeling really bad about it. And I didn't say anything that didn't need to be said, but it was just, like, I was already kind of in my, like, overwhelmed mode. And I had this client that, like, she got tattooed, but she had a second tattoo she wanted. And I've tattooed her before, and she was in from out of state, so this was, like, the only week she could get in. And we did the one tattoo and we stenciled the, the one we did was she got tattooed by somebody else. It was an apprentice like where she lives now in Pennsylvania and they didn't do the best job and she knew it. And she's like, that's fine, but I do want to get it cleaned up and fixed up. So I fixed it up, but I had drawn up something else small for her and we stenciled it on. She loved it. And I don't know if it was like her Snapchat or Instagram or whatever, but she put it somewhere online while we were waiting for it to dry. And she's like, oh, my friend just messaged me saying that they don't like it. And now I'm in my head. And now I'm not sure if I want to get it. And now I'm whatever. And she paid me for my time still. Everything about it was cool. And I told her, I was like, if you're not sure, then don't get it. You can always come back. But if six months from now, you're like, oh, why did I do this? So like, it was fine. But I was just really mad that this person who was like, got a good personality and is a good human is really like letting someone else just like make an errant online comment that stops them from living their life or treating their body the way they want to treat it. And I like kind of dove into like a 10 minute lecture about that, where I'm like, <laughs> I was, I was polite, but I was like, Hey, mind that you're not getting tattooed. You offered to pay me for the extra hour. I'm not even stressed on it. You don't have to pay me that much we're good i'd rather be annoyed for one day by the situation and wake up tomorrow fine than you wake up six months from now with a tattoo you regret we're good yeah. but and then i just proceeded to like this person's probably not even going to be your friend in a year anyways they sound like some internet dickhead it's your body your choice what are you doing with these people <laughs> letting them change who you are and how you feel about yourself you're an awesome person be a fucking awesome person don't let this person get you and i just kind of like about because I've been watching a bunch of other negative bullshit online lately and I kind of like took it all out on this girl and she was like you're right I've been really trying and I'm like I'm so sorry it's just you're awesome and you shouldn't let other people dictate your life and she's like I know I'm working on it but I was like I did not mean to lecture you I am so sorry I haven't slept in days and it was it was fine but I just like in the heat of the moment I was like had had a day off in the last week. I probably wouldn't have gone off on you like that.
0: <laughs> you needed to have that tough love moment, but you know, I mean, yeah. at the same time, even though we feel bad about doing things like that, sometimes it's necessary for that person at that point. Um, There's been, it's been a number of times where in my life, I've seen an explosion actually make a positive difference. Uh, and even though it can kind of hurt in the process, sometimes those little explosions can do good you know like maybe yeah. that was love they needed to to be like you know what i am awesome and this person shouldn't be telling me what to do and these other people and you know they could have like gone on a fucking a whole new thing because of you you know free mm-hmm. like
2: oh yeah it it <laughs> came from a place of love but it also just came from a place of frustration yeah. in my own life that like normal me would have approached it like look here girl like come on and instead, me approached it as like, ah! <laughs> oh
0: man! I know if no, you know, i if you know you got
2: very into Parks and Rec? But there's a scene yeah. in Parks and Rec where uh, I don't even remember the setup, but somebody says something to Amy Poehler's character about how she needs to chill out, and she's literally standing in a water fountain, covered in water, and just screams, "I am super chill all the time!" And like that's what I felt <laughs> like trying to, like, come at her with love, but equally just being like, first off, ha! And just, like, <laughs> laying into this girl. Positivity.
0: <laughs> no, I've been there a number of times. Uh, actually, I just went and got my my whole arm tattooed uh, for my birthday. Oh, then,
1: happy birthday, by the way.
0: Yeah, it was last Monday. Um, yeah, And the whole time me and Donna were there, we were like, you know, giving our input on like how to make everyone's lives better in the tattoo studio, and like there was a moment after we left, she was like, "Did I go too hard? Did we go too hard?" Like, and periodically, I'd be like, "Yo, homie, I know we've been fucking like getting into you about certain things, but like we want to see your studio do the best, and I know you want to." Be... And like he was totally one hundred percent in for all of the, all of the 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 unsolicited advice we are giving. And sometimes it's weird that the unsolicited advice can feel wrong from the person giving it. But then on the other side of it, he was like, bro, this is exactly what I've needed. I'm always doing the helping. It was nice to get helped. So it's weird how like you can be that one that's giving so much love for the greater good. And it doesn't feel right sometimes because you're like, but am I doing the right thing? And really yeah. on the other side of it, they're like, no, you're doing the great thing. So it's interesting how the dynamics uh, line up. And I feel like that has a lot to do with intuitions and like we can feel things being empaths. So, you know, yeah. sometimes you're giving the spiel and you feel them like hurting because of it. But at the same time, you're overlooking the fact that they need it, even though, you know, it's kind of feels kind of crunchy. So, you know. Yeah. Change can feel gross, uh, even though it's good change.
1: Getting out of your comfort zone always leads to creation.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the more you create, the less you hate. Um, It's like, you know, just keep building, keep doing. (laughs) Why'd that make such a giggle for you, Dusty? I'm a sucker
2: for things that rhyme. Uh, (laughs) It just feels like something like a cool youth pastor in the 90s would spin a chair around. And he'd be like, don't forget, when you release the hate, you create. <laughs> and would be like, let me tell you about another guy with long hair and some crazy ideas about love. His name's Robbie. He's got a podcast.
0: <laughs> I love that. It's funny, though, too, because, like, it's very easy to forget what you're doing and how well you're doing Yes. Uh-huh. That's I think I've been going through that lately and I think that's a, a source of my overwhelm. And I think missing this last weekend and then not putting out a rad movement video last weekend also kind of take took me off because like I'm used to having these moments. You know, I'm used to intentionally doing things on Monday that mm-hmm. you know that are for the greater good of the world and and you know the communities that I am a part of. And instead I was very selfish and got tattooed the whole day and had a blast and you know like stayed two days later than we initially planned and like life is just now coming back to normal for me and it's weird when life isn't normal how how easy it gets thrown off i am such a a subject of um repetition i didn't realize how much repetition really does keep me even keel, as much as I need to shake up that repetition and have chaos sometimes.
2: For as much of a, yeah, chaotic person as I am in my life is, yeah, I thrive on structure, and, like, it can be weird organized chaos, but, like, yeah, (laughs) I love that Mondays are hey, the shop's closed, but I always book like one client from noon to four. So I'm done at home by the time for this. And then after five, I'm going to a seminar tonight. But outside of that, usually Monday night is just like a super chill night for me. And then I know when I'm tattooing, I know if I'm traveling. So like I'm all over the place, but it's kind of organized. And so yeah, like between switching shops and hitting like conventions and guest spots for weeks there and all the travel and stuff like I was really out of it. And then last week, like especially with the time change on top of all that. Uh, I don't know if you went back and listened to last week's with Medusa and I, but it's, it, it took like 15, 20 minutes to get going. The first 20 minutes are literally both of us just bitching about the time zone for the time change and how it's throwing us off and how we're so foggy. And then we found a subject we liked and we just kind of like bitched for an hour. It was like it positively was negative. It was really just a whole hour of us complaining about people, that are too good for certain tattoos and how your Pinterest tattoo, if it means something to you, shouldn't be like shit on and like ways to handle I that. To, and it I just,
1: laughed a lot when I watched the replay. You guys were awesome.
2: It, it ended up being really productive, but it was like born out of, I think both of us were just so frazzled from mm. chaos and the time change that we're just like, look, we're going to get this off our chest. And it just
0: turned into like
2: complaining for an hour about it. Uh, so I, I feel like, What's that?
0: Venting is a real thing. So, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're I'm getting back to normal outside of overwhelm. But, yeah, last week I was super thrown off from all the chaos.
0: Yeah, it it be like that sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even when we were in Tampa together, we did a lot of fucking venting and like. Getting off our chests things that needed to be, <laughs> used, you know, and that's that's weird. You know, it's weird because like we, we talked about it during a number of times. Like, are we getting toxic now? Or are we still yeah. for the sake of something positive? Um, and I'm, and-
2: oh, I was just gonna say it, it's, I've been struggling with that lately too because it's like the same thing with you. I was like, it's about a certain number of topics that I was like, I'm gonna kind of just let them be and let it resolve itself because I'm not a part of it anymore and it's fine. And it really started turning into like, so many people, other artists, clients, people from other shops, strangers, like approaching me about it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to not answer these people or not going to not be honest, but I'm almost going out of my way to be like, eh, it just be sometimes. And they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but, and then start unloading. And I'm like, well, I can't not agree with all this. So I got tattooed by my friend, Jenny, that works at another shop. It's the shop that I'm going to for this seminar tonight. And same deal. She was just unloading about all the same stuff. And I'm like, well, you're tattooing my foot. I can't go anywhere. Like, yeah, I'm going to be honest <laughs> about it. But I've almost gone out of my way to like, invented. I've put it out there in the universe. Like, I'm happy and I'm at peace and I can move on from it. But every time I get out, they pull me right back
0: in. <laughs> Why well, made a song where he says that every time yeah. i keep getting out, they keep pulling me in. Pull me back in. Dude, it, And it, and that's the thing, like, it's funny, I was, I was seeing this thing on the internet today. Um, it was this dude, and he's standing in front of this, this crazy fucking water, and then it, it says problems, and it's like, me facing my problems, and he's like, got a staff in his hand, and he's like, standing there all like, Jesus-like, you know, like, mm-hmm. problems, and then the water starts bubbling up way hard, and then he starts running away from it, because it's going to take him out it's <laughs> sometimes like when you face the shit uh it gets it gets angrier um yes I, I was reading a book one time about meditation and she focused on that heavily she's like if you follow this practice you are going to have some bad things uh when you start getting into you know healing the bad mm. shit pops up and like it, dude the, every time i keep coming out they, they pull me back in and yeah. you have to You have to stay focused on knowing when the line of venting is crossed. Yeah. The the Straight bitching. That's the hard time.
2: Yeah. And the, the reality of that whole situation with a lot of people was like, it was getting to the point of X, Y, and Z. And I finally was like, okay, here's how I remove myself from it. And I think that was the biggest step was like, okay, I'm here now. And it's like, those things are always going to find a way to creep back into your life, especially when you live in a smaller city where everyone knows everyone's business and everything just is what it is. Mm
1: -hmm. And, uh,
2: you know, it's all fine. But I I have gotten to a place where unless somebody really starts the conversation or engages it, that I'm able to be like three steps back and just be like, "Eh, it is what it is. But man, it's always the last person you expect that shows up and is just like, can you believe this shit? And just starts uncorking and you're like, man, I had just purged it from my conscience and now here it is again.
0: (laughs) You know, that, that happens to me a lot. Um, I went on TV fighting with my brother. So, you know, people will come up to me and be like, how's your brother? And it took me a long time to develop the diplomatic answer that feels good and gives enough info, but also tells people back off.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And, you know, my my answer now is like, look, I watched my dad and his estranged brother cry together on my dad's deathbed. That's just probably going to happen one day. And if it don't, well, then that's what it is. So like, yeah. when one of us gonna die, we either going to come back together or we ain't. And uh here we are. Instead of, you know, my old shit, fuck that guy, this guy did this to me and this to me and this to me and this to me. And then, you know, you got this, This platform now and people will hear your voice and it's like yeah that's all fine and good but like do you really need to do that is that necessary so that's that's the weird part figuring out um so yeah it's nice so now point
2: i'm it's fresh for me so i'm stuck in this point where like it would be the equivalent of someone's like oh how's your brother doing and you're like well maybe we'll reunite one day maybe not it is what it is and they're like yeah but did you hear he said this and then just start
0: pouring <laughs> in and you're like
2: i just said fucking who saw stop <laughs>
0: um, yes that's the worst and like you can see it in people like this one dude i don't know why i remember him so much i was in the pittsburgh convention like eight years ago and the way he looked at me and the way he said it, he was like so how's your brother and i'm like Ew, bro! Like you trying to <laughs> yeah. some shit. Like
1: <laughs> you got to be all creepy about it,
0: right? Like, 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 like he wanted to hear the dirt. Like he needed me to spill the tea. And it's like, yeah, that's all fine and good. We can do that or not. How about? Because like, it just kind of sucks to reopen that wound every time. And like, yeah. so uh
2: similar. It between- doesn't serve even that guy anything. Like he might get that temporary Ooh. drama fix, but like. What does it really serve beyond that? Of then, some dude is just like, "Well, I heard right from the grape," but like,
0: nothing is served beyond our pain bodies sitting together and having tea and venting and bitching. Like, really, there's nothing, you know? Like, yeah, everyone's got that pain body, and everyone's pain body, like, is dying to come out. It's a part of the ego, right? You know, it's always wanting to come out and fucking get avenged or cause pain to someone else because that we're in pain. And like when you, when you, when you allow that pain body to run rampant, that's not really your true, your true north. You know, it's, it's more so just, Hey, I'm hurting. Let's hurt together. That can feel good, but what does it really accomplish? Like you said, and it expends so much energy with no reward. So much, so much. And you know, like your cause of overwhelm right now, your aunt moving in and, and all these things going on, like, you had someone move in so you could be a lover and a giver, and you know, you know, use your heart and and your your hands and your body and your your life for good. So yeah. now, yeah, you're overwhelmed by it. But are you going to sit here and be like this fucking lady is so much trouble? No, because now that's counterproductive. You know yeah, what I'm saying? exactly. So it's and it's it's really hard. I feel like in school they should teach us like, hey, just because something's hard doesn't mean you have to bitch about it. Uh, you know, you can you can talk about it. Yeah way to work through it um you know because you we're having guests come over you know husband wife i think a dog or two and then kids you know (laughs) like that's gonna be some fucking work you know but like what are we gonna gain from it connectivity with our community you know donna gets to see a friend we haven't seen since since when i had two fucking legs you know what i'm saying so like that's like three years ago so you know that it's wild wild
2: how we like the amount of effort that goes into small payoffs sometimes that's totally worth it. Like how much time and effort on everyone's behalf that like the people that are traveling, the people that have to pack up their dogs and their kids, making the food, making room for everybody. Cause I've been to your house and it's a kick-ass house, but that's like, I I'm pretty sure you listed like 800 people that are coming over, like making that room, making everything jive. And it's like hours, if not days of people's lives are all poured into like, you know, a four hour meal and hang out. But at the end of the day, like it's so worth it to like, yeah, it was worth all of that because I get to live in this moment and experience this. And this is what I needed. And while everybody's there, you'll probably laugh, you'll cry, you'll have a good time. You'll hug, you'll love, you'll probably do a little bit of venting and bitching because they're your people and you got to get that out sometimes, but it's such a killer. Like it's worth it. And it's yeah, funny totally. because that's that's yeah. where that overwhelm comes from is like how much stuff I have to go through to get this little payoff of like organizing, you know, an event. And then it's like so we can all hang out for two hours and be in the event and then the cleanup and then the putting stuff right. away and the writing. Right. Thank you. It's like it's so much work, but like hopefully it's worth it. I've I've been to a it's couple a holiday festivities that were not. So it happens, but.
0: You know, I, I've come from so much family discord during holidays, right? Fucking people starting fights, you know, like fucking cops getting called, you know, but my, my son wanting to knock out one of my brothers, you know, like when he was a little shitterbug, like, so it, it's just, it's just like, we've had a lot of things happen over the, the holiday seasons over the um, years. These are all my people. All my people are coming, right? And then the, then the, the holiday is going to be over. Uh, And then Donna's mom and granny come and then we go to fucking uh, Universal for the Harry Potter thing that we do. And, you know, she does the VIP tickets. That's the only time I like going to these parks, because like other than like getting on Hogwarts ride, there's no lines anywhere. So like I get to actually enjoy myself and, you know, but then that comes with more hassle and more struggle because Donna's mom is she's a hassle sometimes, but she means well you know and but there's free
1: <laughs> i and saw
0: then-
2: i saw the shadow of donna looming yeah you like said dark, that. You're like, donna's mom and then like fucking dracula creeps in <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was gonna go get the hello fresh but then i heard he was talking about harry potter world so then i was like well i gotta make an appearance
0: and donna's fomo ev- never ever ever stops no so she's always got to come in yeah and be a part of everything which yep. is fun yeah <laughs>
2: My my new favorite part of Harry Potter Land, because this is the second trip in a row I've got to do it, the first time was with Alexis, this time was with Josh and his family, is going through that brick wall the first time with somebody that hasn't been there and just watching their face instead. And I actually got Alexis on video, and it's funny because she's like, it's just
0: a brick wall. Why
2: are we turning it? You showed it? us that video. <laughs> and then just like, you just watch her zone out, like in the war movies where a bomb goes off and everything is just like... <sighs> And yeah, like that's, that's my new favorite part of Harry Potter land is just taking a stranger to that place.
1: Every time I go, even though
0: I know. Yes. (laughs) Oh, you (laughs) do it every
2: time? I love it.
0: My favorite part, my favorite part of Harry Harry Potter world was when we went last year. We were the only people in all of Ollivander's wand shop. And like, I was the person that got to like get picked by the wand. And the dude was such a phenomenal actor. You feel like you're in the movie. All the ever like you know it's fake, but like you're still so excited that you're playing along because it's just so yeah. That that's the type of stuff. And Simpsons World, man. Simpsons World is like Harry Potter world for me. You know, yeah. like I go around and I fucking take pictures of things and I want to turn it into other art and like I love Simpsons World. It is fucking rad. It makes me happy. So yeah, it's it's fun. And so there you go, right? So like, Donna's mom my biggest struggle when family visits if it's Donna's family is her mom right very high energy yep 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 all the fucking time she never turns off I don't understand why this woman would ever think to do meth because she doesn't need it because she's always so turned on but she got into that a while ago and like (laughs) and now so like but she's been clean for a while and like she's really doing a good job and she's really trying and Donna always tries to highlight that like I followed the. I followed suit. I came into Donna's life. She wasn't really a fan of anyone in her family except for Granny. She's working to make a better relationship with her mom, and for me, I have to like nurture that. But yeah. it is natural for me.
2: I love. I love every time a story or a secret about Donna is unlocked because I slowly realize that her and I are just kind of the same person, uh, existing on two different bodies. But like yep. that we. we eerily similar to my story with my mom but like yeah and that's that's a lot to deal with because you've got resentment from like Mm -hmm. so much stuff hey remember that time you sold my drums for drugs in high school and now it's like Mm -hmm. i'm trying to let go of that and just sit at christmas and be like we're cool uh you're clean now here's a gift i don't know it's right
0: right i get it and like that for me i that that i think is my biggest part um you know my my son's bio mom she was an addict so you know to find out that yeah and now she's clean and she's awesome but like it took me it took me years to heal from that and to accept her as a human back into my life rather than a junkie you know and so yeah. like i go through that with every bad parent that is trying to not be a bad parent anymore and they kick the fucking habit and they're trying to be good people and i'm like ah you frustrate me and you talk too much and I've got all this resentment that I don't know how to fucking unload. Cause if I unloaded it on you, it would really hurt you. Cause I'm really powerful. And especially when I'm fucking intense and angry. So like, mm-hmm. but it's not my fucking problem. It's not my fucking issue. It's not my fucking bag of shit. It's just, when you love someone, you kind of pick up their bags of shit sometimes. Uh, and we we um, are
2: all if defending ourselves and our, own peace of mind is here, like the ones we love. It's triple that up here. Like, say yeah. anything about any of my favorite coworkers and my family and my friends, and like that's where I will like look here, motherfucker. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. I I I got shitty with one person once ever in front of Alexis, and we had been friends for like a good year at that point. And I remember apologizing to her more than anything because I was like, I'm really sorry that you just saw Amy that not a lot of people have to see very often. And she's like, I didn't know that you were capable of being like that. And just like, it was because it was her. And I was watching her get upset by a situation. And so it did turn into that, just like, all right, motherfucker, this ends now. And like, <laughs> you know, it, uh, I got really shitty in the middle of the Cleveland villain arch with somebody like really loud, shitty. And it was like five minutes and it was quick. And I said my piece and they left and it was good but I felt really bad. Cause I was like, man, I'm standing up for you. And I feel like I did stand up for you, but in the same time, like just kind of made more issues for you because now you just watch someone flip shit on your behalf. And now you feel bad about that. And it's like a whole ass thing and you know, it's all good now, but we kind of go overboard for those people that we care about. And I know how much you care about Donna. So yeah, that's gotta be a pain and oh. a half to like, I could deal with this in my personal life, but now this person's doing it to Donna. So now I extra like want to break out like a little broadsword and defend her honor. And,
0: and you know, I have certain things that I just, if I'm not here for it, I don't got to be here for it, you know? So like, now i got to <laughs> be here for it, even though I'm not here for it, but like, you know, in in an effort to be the human that I want to be the other night, they were on the phone and I was in a particularly good mood and i was like you know what let's tattoo your mom when she's down here so you know i'm like all right cool we're gonna tattoo you deb just let me do what i want on you and she's like sure yeah whatever like it's cool it's fine yeah whatever so like ah, learning how to make peace with my demons so that i don't have to go and slay somebody else's demons and that's yeah yeah very interesting but you know i become more self-aware it seems lately i notice that i'll catch myself getting pissy or cranky or whatever it is and then after some time that starts to die down so you know because i realize oh hey i feel this type of way this isn't what i'm really feeling this is just what i'm going through right now and like able to not act on it you know so yeah Working on not acting uh, on things the way that it's so easy to act.
2: Do you you still go through the internal manic depressive roller coaster of dealing with it, even though you're not acting on it, where you're like, I'm going to tattoo her mom and that's going to mend the bridge and things are going to be better and fucking good on me. I'm doing it. Oh, fuck. That means I have to tattoo her mom. God, why did I do this? Because it's the right thing to do but why the fuck did that and you're just like high low high low struggling with
0: it what i go through is like i dude she's she's living in my house and she's here so like i know i'm just gonna have to deal with her no matter what right so my whole i try to stay positive i try to stay kind but then she'll blindside me out of nowhere you'll be driving in the car and she'll read every fucking thing we drive by. And I'm like, (laughs) like, I don't need to hear you talking every fucking second of this drive, but then I'll get like unreasonably angry about it. (laughs) So now I'm like, yes. You know, and you know, I, so yes, I go through the, Oh, I'm going to be nice to you. God, I still want to fucking smack you. You know, (laughs) I did that
2: yesterday with the guy that I did the stuff on because I was like, I'm going to do right by this guy because I had to Uh. reschedule on him. I'm going to come in on my day off. It's going to be awesome. He wanted a super dope tattoo. He's basically doing like a whole, he had other stuff, but we're interworking everything with like Marvel Funko Pops of the Avengers in like a kind of new school style.
1: looking really good. It's going to be
2: rad. But like at the same time, I'm like, dude, I need this day off so bad. And I'm like, but he's a cool guy, and we're gonna spend the whole day just talking about superheroes. It'll be great. But like, dude, I want to sleep so bad, and it's so cold outside. And then I went in and like, I tattooed him. He got there at noon. We stenciled by one. We tattooed until six or seven. The whole time we talked about like dream casting for superhero movies and football, and it was a blast. And the dude tipped me like way more than was necessary. And the whole thing was super dope. He's already scheduled for January for the second session. Like everything from the day was fruitful. But the like 24 hours leading up to it was like, I need a break so bad, but I can't do that to this guy. I'm doing a nice thing. It's gonna be all good. Plus, it's my job. But he would understand he had COVID. He rescheduled on you the second time, but I was on him the first time. And it was such this like roller coaster of what's what's right
1: are barely are rarely
0: the same thing right
1: yeah
2: it's real easy when the when it actually comes to call to be like fuck why did i do this
0: well you know i do that a lot with taking care of the baby you know i'm like all right i told donna i'd handle morning morning to me isn't until 3 p.m this is fucked you know and i'm like oh i'm being a good dad because i love my son and i want to spend time with him and i'm being a good husband by taking care of the baby so she can sleep fuck man your morning is so your morning's fucked up compared to my morning and like i go through these things in my head and i'm like ah and like every time i leave the room with the baby you know so she can get sleep she's always like i love you thank you so much and i'm like "Mm -hmm." you know and then like (laughs) and then like Today we went and played in his room for a little bit until he freaked out. And then we went and watched Avatar on the couch. And like Avatar had me crying like so many different times because I've never mm-hmm. seen that movie. And it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And so, like, and then he's just so cute. And he's so yeah, I, I get I get, you know, it's it's so easy to do the right thing and then bitch in your head about having to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it comes and it's
2: great. And you're like, why was I so I'm going, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to a seminar tonight at a local shop that a guy's doing on cover ups. And the guy's work is awesome. I'm going with aura. Like we're going to have a good time. Everything about it's cool. There's literally nothing wrong with it. But again, I'm just so exhausted and it's dark at like three in the afternoon now that I'm like, why did I sign up for this? I could be sleeping. I could be drawing for tomorrow why and i know i'm gonna go and have a blast like everything is good it's just that like that negative nancy in the back of our head that's just like or oh, you could just not and i like that's literally it, there's no rhyme or reason it's just like or don't and there's no backup to that so just cram it back down in there and go realize it's a good time in the long run and well you know on my that's, life
0: that's the thing too you know we've got to feel things they come up for a reason and if they come up then they need to be felt the tricky part is feeling it working through it releasing it and not being a cocksucker about it (laughs) yeah i'm working on that yes i'm trying so hard yeah yeah really you know I'm, i'm sure you're going through that a lot amber like you know, like I'm doing yeah, this. I have
1: PTSD from taking care of my ex.
0: Shit. Cool.
1: So this it, this gets, it gets a little triggering sometimes. Mm. And I'm like, I am very happy that my aunt is here. I haven't seen her in eight years. I'm enjoying watching her develop a relationship with my grandkids. I love being able to spend time with her. But at the same time, She doesn't have to tell me about the zit on my forehead every time she sees me,
0: which is a million times a day. Right, right. So you're like, I'm already insecure about it. and Now I've forgotten about it. Now you've reminded me of it. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. Donna's mom will run around the house doing that. Like, I'm glad (laughs) she pointed out the fact that we needed to fucking clean the air filter. But like. Shut up. Yeah,
2: it's Aww. it's so it's so hard to not, you know that you can end it so easily. Like the eighteenth time that she's like, "What about that zit on your forehead?" And you just want to be like, "What about your failed marriage, Deborah?" Like,
1: <laughs> say say
2: some really obnoxious, over the top shit that like will just end it. And it's like, no. Instead, what I'm gonna say is,
0: "Yeah, I love you too." Right. <laughs> That's also like the the doorway to, to healthy communication. Like, hey, thanks for pointing it out, but you know you don't need to, right? You know, like mm-hmm. hey, you know, do I need to point out the fact that you need me to help you? Like, no. So let's fucking let's let's like create boundaries of being kind to each other. Because yes. you know, a lot of the time and and with, with older folks too, we don't realize that our advice is unsolicited sometimes. You know, like sometimes we think we're doing a good thing. Oh, if I point out that zit, maybe they'll go pop it or, you know, maybe they'll, you know, develop a healthier skincare routine or something because of me. But no, usually it's like, hey, please shut up. That's too much. You know,
2: it's funny because I don't know if it's something that is just the older you get, the more you do it. Or if it's something that we're just noticing with the generation of seniors now because they came up in a time where it wasn't as accepted to talk about your feelings. Like, hopefully, maybe we'll break the cycle with our generation and future generations because we're like, hey, it was cool to seek out therapy and talk. And now we can be better about this. But I do feel like the older people are, if they're in a position where they need any sort of help, there's like a bitterness with not being able to accept help that turns into shit like pointing out a zit on your forehead or like y'all motherfuckers didn't even buy the good kind of milk and it's like motherfucker we bought you milk uh
1: <laughs> I, you're literally living here because yeah, we need or, you need know, help and we, like i, they'll I just, don't like, want the popcorn because it's not the ultimate butter it's just regular butter right <laughs> like, i got you popcorn. Ima-
2: imagine that is the problem in your life <sighs> that someone is helping you and housing <laughs> you but they didn't get enough butter on the popcorn and the audacity to be like motherfucking no butter have an ass like that's <laughs> it's such a older generation thing that i think it's like you start to there's a little bit of like uselessness that comes with getting help and instead of embracing like i'm still good at x y and z and i'm still helpful for this this and this it's real easy to just turn bitter
0: and yeah. apparently
2: when you when you break into your 60s and 70s you just get a free pass to like unleash that on the world
0: motherfucker everyone around you <laughs> right <laughs> Well, like, that's why I have this tattoo, uh, FFWP, fuck first world problems. Yeah. Nice. Because, you know, a lot of our problems are fucking first world. You know, me and a couple of dudes were sitting at a, at a table or at a bar one night. We were all bitching about our women problems. And I was like, you know, to be to be quite truthful, these are first world problems. Like we should get these tattoos. And all four of us were tattooers. So we all four did a different letter on every dude, um, nice. you know and it was it was a weird little thing but like fuck first world problems man like what's yeah like it's not that big of a deal you know
2: that was the whole second or the whole last hour of last monday but instead of like an insightful version of it like these are first world problems and fuck that shit it was medusa and i like the audacity
1: of these motherfuckers
2: (laughs) you know like Because it really, I feel like I say this every time we do this podcast, but at the end of the day, we get to wear the clothes we like, listen to the music we like, get paid very handsomely to do art. And if the basis of my day is like, oh, today I get to do sick-ass new school Marvel characters, but tomorrow I got to do, you know, Zayden and Caden and Brayden and, you know, an infinity loop. Who cares? I'm making hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to just show up in my hoodie and put on the grunge station and bang it out and have a great time right it's so
0: first worldly dude totally and one of the like, things
2: i've been even above like, that that's like zero world shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> i've been falling into when i go into work um like i was on the phone with my buddy one day and i was having a bad morning and you know we were just venting together and like we both felt way better when we got off the phone he was like you you doing tattoos and i was like yeah this dude wants some like angel of death type shit. I'm not really sure. You know, I love the dude and he's stoked and I'll have fun with him, but I don't think I'm going to be stoked to do the tattoo. Well, I shouldn't say things like that. Cause I got to work and I threw out any idea that I wanted. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, so I found a way to make his angel of death work with me. And now I mm-hmm. did dope ass start to this fucking sleeve and I'm super excited to do more. And I was like, kind of bummed that I wasn't into the imagery. And like, I've just not even been giving thought to the imagery anymore. Like I just did a fucking portrait uh, the other day of a girl. I
2: saw that,
0: yeah. 20 years ago, their daughter died. As we're tattooing, she's like, you know, I've been waiting 20 years and I realized you were the one to do it as soon as I met you. And, you know, instead of instead of being caught up in the fear, because I get really scared with with color portraits, Uh, Oh, God,
2: especially when it's someone's dead child. Like,
0: God, I can't fuck that up. Like, let me make the child all purple. Cool, because then I have four tones of purple that I know I need to use. But if you, like, make it a human with human skin tones and all these yellowy, browny, greeny, purpley, orangey, you know, pink. Like, there's so many things to cater to in doing the color portrait properly. The cool thing was... She let me go nuts. She let me do my thing. We figured out the right thing. We made it fucking bigger. We made it huge. And like it was a black and white portrait, right? That they let it you color. On. Yeah. 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 So, so like, dude, at one point in time I freaked out. I'm doing it. And like I told her later on because it was too funny not to tell her. But I was like, I was looking at the colorized picture, and that side of her head had an ear and the black and gray photo that it's actually the tattoo doesn't have an ear, but I freaked out for a second because I looked at that ear and I was like, where did I put that ear? So like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you'll pull information out of a drawing to make it more tattooable. Like yeah. I thought I pulled too much information out. I was like, man, where'd that ear go? I fucked up. But like for real, the, the the most I got out of that was like all the good she was telling us. She's like, you guys are the yes studio. So many tattoo shops and so many tattoo artists will say no." you've never told us no yet. Everything we want, you say yes. And you make it better and you make it cooler. And like, we just had an amazing time together. So I was glad that I got to go in there and do this great tattoo because I was really stressed in the morning. I felt, a yeah. lot pressure, you know, um, but then once I like got to talking to her, I was like, man, there's no pressure whatsoever. Like, this is great. Like they initially booked her and her husband for the same day. And I'm like, I really don't like to book two people in one day if I'm doing a portrait. Really, unless it's like, unless I'm just doing little bangers and we know that, like, yeah, no, I'm rushing. they decided to fucking split it up and do two days before. I didn't even have to have the conversation with them. So like the pressure was pulling off of me, but I am so accustomed to putting pressure on myself. I figured it out beforehand, but like, man, there was a lot of pressure and it was a lot of stress and it was a lot of worry. But the good thing is, I didn't take it out on anybody. I didn't turn it into a problem. I didn't make it a thing. I just knew at some point in time, I was going to have to get out from under that stress. And as soon as I got to shop and, you know, working with her, all the stress went away. So it's, it's really cool how, uh, if you don't explode, you probably won't implode either. You just gotta, yeah. you just gotta create. So you won't. Um,
2: there's a study that in like junior high uh, my teacher in science told me about, and uh, he like gave us an article on it and everything. And the basic idea, it was this like group of college students that did this where they would go to like the happen in college. That's how old I am. I just called it the happen in college spot. They'd go to like their, their place that they all go to. <laughs> Fellow Youths would congregate. <laughs> um but they would go every Friday, and they, they started doing this experiment where every time they went that someone new was coming along, and it's, it's, like, really cruel that they did this, but it's a fun experiment. It's interesting. So, like, you know, it is what it is. If it was, like, hey, our core group of friends are going, we know a bunch of people there. This guy, you know, we'll call him Dave, is coming along. Uh, on the way there, they'd be, like, are, are you, like, have you been feeling good, Dave? Like, you look a little rough. <laughs> And they would kind of get everybody in on telling this person, like, yeah, you just, you just look like maybe you're just tired or something, just making sure you're cool. And they like 90% of the time out of like dozens of people, they did this to by the end of the night, that person would leave early. Cause they would be like, yeah, I just haven't been feeling good. And it was like a literal scientific physical explanation of that whole, like you kind of, you can control your own body with your mind power in that regard. And the idea that if enough people are like, yeah, you just been looking rough. Like maybe you haven't been getting sleep. Are you just getting over a cold or something? Maybe you're about to come down with something that by the end of the night, your body will be like, fuck, am I sick? Do I need to go rest? And it'll like just drain it out of you. And it is such a mindset that we can put ourselves in that It's awesome that we can pull ourselves out of that hole, but I've been guilty of it just the same way you have of showing up and being like this fucking client and they're always on this and they always Mm -hmm. want this. I've got so many people that I've tattooed like a dozen times that every single time I've had to explain to them, no, we cannot do it the size of a quarter. It's going to look like garbage in six months, let alone 10 years that I just go, I will go in like, fuck, I got to tattoo them today. And then by the time we do it, they agree to the size, the design's cool. We end up right. having a great time, but like trying to get myself out of that mindset of even getting there of like, I never even thought that. So we were able to just start cool from the rip versus that first 30 minutes having to be me pulling myself out of a pit. Yeah, And it is, it's so like, we can do that to ourselves. of just like, man, this is fucking angel of death some fucking slayer shit and blah 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 and then you get there and you're like oh they let me do whatever the fuck i want and it was rad and the tattoo's cool and they were fun and i got paid a shit ton of money to roll up in my flamingo shirt and do art and listen to ska music and like it's so good but you have to like no we just have to pull ourselves out of that hole and it's cool that we can but not being in that hole in the first place is something that i've been fighting a lot with and it's funny because he told me that shit in junior high back in like the nineties. And I still think about him and that specific story. Cause I'm like, dude, that is the most accurate. Like, it's so easy for people to just, Oh, you're fucking tattooing fucking no matter where, no matter what, no matter when on a group of girls, that's going to be fucking white girl hour. And then they end up being awesome and just telling dick and fart jokes. And we have a blast, but like, you let that little bit of negativity creep in there. And it really, it does.
1: I have to admit, I have two white girl tattoos, but I had them before they were a thing. <laughs> what a, are I they? I have a dandelion silhouette. Oh yes,
2: that is it, is it that blowing I
1: off into anything? It's just they're blow. They're just the dandelions, and it now goes into another tattoo on my leg. Okay. So they they've become one piece, but. And I have the birds flying out of the feather. Yep, But Man. That's my head, Poe tattoo. I've had that thing for like twenty years. Well, you Before know,
0: ever a white girl thing. I also have life death. Um, I don't know how well you can see it there. the The life death ambigram. Ah. Uh-huh. We're actually I the the hand of that tattoo since I was seventeen. And I'm forty two now, so like. You know, we all we all make these decisions that we think are so sweet dick until a million people do them.
1: <laughs> I even have the sun and moon. The With sun the and moon faces. together. Yep. I have them on my eight.
0: back. Yep. I my
2: tattoo, Zayden and Braden and the dandelion turning into birds and any of that stuff. And they'll even be like, this is like a really basic white girl tattoo, isn't it? And I'll be like, look, it's the tattoo you want. It means a lot to you. I'm not here to judge and it's going to be fucking rad and I'm going to do a good job at it. And you're going to be happy. And then they're still like, you're judging me though, aren't you? And I show them the 20 year old Celtic cross on me. And I show them the like 18 year old kanji on my foot. And I'm like, look, I still love them. Who gives a fuck? Like get what you want. And that, the, the, the foot kanji is always very disarming to like the North face white girl crowd. They're like, you're going to judge me, aren't you? And I'm like, here's my foot kanji from almost two decades ago. And they're like, you're stupid too. Cool. Got it. Let's do yeah. it. And <laughs> dude, I, dude. what I do want to get somewhere on me, because I have done the like, no matter where, no matter when, and sometimes there's a third. And it's like, I think no matter what tattoo so many times, like dozens of times that I've done that on groups of friends that get it, that I want to get like, no matter why tattooed somewhere on me. So when I do it, yeah. I'm like,
0: oh, sensies.
2: Uh, <laughs> roiled into their clique for life and That's when I least expect great. it, they'll come through to help me in a moment of doubt.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah. I am um, our doula that that helped Donna through the birth, she wanted, you know, the the open band of skin and then flowers and all that stuff. And like she she initially wanted to do it with me and then like she was like, I don't want to make you do something so stupid. And you know kind of went into a different artist in the shop then they didn't end up doing it and then I was like look man I love you to pieces you're an amazing human I just want to do this tattoo because I want to do this tattoo on you and like that was the whole thing she's like I know I'm making you do a basic bitch tattoo and I'm like dog all you get is basic bitch tattoos but like you were in the room when my son was born like that's some wild shit you know like I, I don't give a fuck like and that that's the thing like looking at it for what it is our relationship has made me is what made me want to do that tattoo on her mm. you know? and then I actually enjoyed doing the tattoo because I got to do it my way anyway you know I, it was it was fun and I created this thing and when I used to get so hung up on content of creation it made it less fun but when yeah you're, like enjoying what you're doing and it means something to them and you can joke about it and they can say, I'm a basic bitch. And you're like, yeah, you are. Ha ha ha. We're friends. You know, like I'm a dumb bitch though. Look at what I've done. Like, like yeah. you know, it's it's fun. So Amber, I know you came on talking about you're feeling overwhelmed. Uh, is there, is there any venting you need to do any specific problems you want to hear some perspectives on Um, um anything you want to jump into? Because we're over time, which is, absolutely normal but i yeah. didn't want to cut it out without giving you an option to talk because uh me and dusty have kind of been ping-ponging this whole time
1: <laughs> well it, it's kind of like dusty said you don't want to bitch right about it and seem ungrateful for the situation you're in when there's blessings in it right. so there, there's all kinds of stuff i could bitch about like constantly pointing out you know this is it and you know it's not enough butter for the popcorn and you know, every morning, it's, I, I don't even make breakfast for myself. Now I'm making breakfast for my aunt. <laughs> you know, there's little things you could bitch about. But at the end of the day, I really oh. do count my blessings with it. It's just my therapist and I are working more on my PTSD and not being so triggered and sure, trying to get through that. And when I do get triggered, how to talk myself down and, you know, five, five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can smell, two things you can taste. One thing you, you know, you can think just to talk yourself down
2: yeah, and yeah. calm
1: down. And I've been working on that.
2: And um, all you're really thinking is, well, I can't taste the fucking butter. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you thought about, um, Trying to reframe it, too, like when you get frustrated just being like, I am being of service in this way, and this is invaluable to the human, you know, focusing on what you're really doing in the world, rather than the lie that you're focusing on, which is, this is fucking shitty, you know, because our brain likes to tell us lies instead of focusing on the truth.
1: Yes. Yes, it
0: does. Yeah, so... Try and focus on like the service you're doing, you know, like the fact that you're really making a difference, making a difference in a number of people's lives. And this is something we've been talking about with you for a while. You know, at first it was your clients that you didn't understand why they wanted you. And, you know, it goes into your home. You're a healer, you're a giver, you're a lover. You have a servant's heart like a motherfucker. Yeah. And it's hard to realize that. I think all three of us do. And it's very easy to get caught up When you're of, when you're being of service, it's easy to get caught up in the worries and the stresses and the, it's not working. What I'm doing doesn't matter. And you know, these fucking people and you know, this energy drain over here. And, but really the truth of the matter is we're all doing something pretty fucking amazing in our respective circles. And I think it's it's hard to, hard to remember that sometimes. Uh, I get reminded basically on a daily basis with social media all the good I do in this world. And it's still easy to forget how much. But it's still easy to get into the victim mindset and the entitlement mindset. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, all these people are saying this. "Why, Why, why isn't this happening then? And it's like, Hey, relax, pump the brakes, kiddo. You're, you're making a difference. You're doing wonderful, you know, and, and you're doing a great fucking job dealing with some really heavy shit. And it's hard to remember that so yeah i
1: just try to remember i'm doing my best i can't do more than my best my uh, best
0: is all i have to give that's it that's it and it's funny uh, we were we were drunkenly renting jet skis one day and donna pointed out the fact that uh all good
2: stories start with that sentence yeah
0: and um i always say i'm doing my best donna donna doing my best donna and that's like a, a drunk Robbie thing. Um, and so it's funny. I find myself saying I'm doing my best all the time now. Uh, because she pointed it out that day, and I was like, I'm gonna trick her. I'm gonna say I'm doing my best when I'm not drunk. And so <laughs> uh, but it's it's really true. How many times do we can we acknowledge that we really are doing our best? And if you're doing your best, you can't do no better. And if you're not doing good enough, then do better. But at the end of the day, do your best. Just do your fucking best.
1: I just have to keep reminding myself to take some time for me too.
0: Yeah, love yourself. Give yourself the time you need. Um, And and sometimes
2: your best is the bare minimum for that day. Because you need need that rest and you need that you time. And you're like, all right, I need to do my best today. But I also need me time. So I'm going to do what i have to do and that is your best because if you pushed harder it would get ugly and like you're oh. you're practicing yeah. grace
1: i've had to set some boundaries like listen i i need this in order to right. deal with this whole situation right because you know i have ptsd and you know i have anxiety now so yeah. i've had to set the boundary listen i can help I can take care of you, but I need these things for me. Yeah. Because if I don't have these things for me, I'm no good to you.
0: And how,
2: how wild is it that you are bargaining with you being the giver in this situation? You're like, hey, I'll take you in and I'll do all this. I'm going to need you to allow me the grace of letting me live my life some of the time. Like, yes. you are like still bargaining in that situation and it's like definitely a sign that you're a good person that you're not just like I fuck this I'll do it like you are so willing to put yourself out there and to take this person on and to do this and still being healthy enough to set boundaries of like but this is my time don't fuck with it uh all the rest of the time we're good but this and even being so kind as to frame it so much more so as like Will you do me the kindness of accepting this, like making them feel like they're part of the situation and really taking their thoughts and feelings into consideration versus just being like, hey, I'll help you. But fuck you from six to eight p.m. That's when Wheel of Fortune is on. <laughs> Eat a dick. Um, it, it's such a good like that's such a healthy way to handle it. But it is funny because internally you are still like,
0: can I have a crumb of my own free time? And it's like, yeah. yes,
2: yes, you can.
0: When I think that's like, I think that's a detriment all of us fall into. We bargain with ourselves. Yes. Guilty. You know, and like. It's, it's got nothing to do with your fucking aunt. It's all you. You know what I'm I, have... like, it, it, I mean that mean, that's just kind of how it is. It's always us. You know, it's. it's Except it's, for the popcorn. That's on your aunt. That, that, yes. <laughs> the popcorn and the zit. You know why I ought <laughs> But like, that's the thing, like. that's part of the servant's heart you know servant nobody says being a servant's fun you have to find it is
1: rewarding
0: it is you have to find your purpose in that service and you have to allow the rewards to come and look you show up here almost every week this is you time this is stuff that you do for you you do a lot of other reinventing stuff because like it's you time so this is the time that you that you do take for yourself and like let yourself know that you are doing things for yourself. You know, it's, it's hard to remind ourselves like this whole fucking experience with my sleeve that I'm getting covered up. Like that was me giving myself Robbie time. You know, we went across the state, hung out with the homie, stayed there for four days, five days, like, and just like kicked it and enjoyed being in the shop. And I enjoyed my time and like hung out with the homie and made new friends. And like, got tattooed a whole lot and then tattooed Donna and like tattooed one of the other artists in the shop with an I'm Rad tattoo. Like there's all these things that I did for me in those moments that I wouldn't typically do for me. And you know, it's it's just nice to be able to do that. And so you have to also acknowledge that you're doing something kind for yourself when you're doing it. Yes. Because it's easy to do the thing And just do the thing and then move on and not even acknowledge or celebrate like who you are and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So acknowledge yourself more often, celebrate yourself. You don't have to run around being like, I'm a servant and I'm a caretaker and I'm overcoming my caretaker PSD, but you know, PTSD, but at the same time, like tell yourself those things like you're, you're working towards overcoming your PTSD in being a caretaker. Yes taking time for yourself in the process. You're raising your grandchildren Fuck dude. Like sit down and pat yourself on the back one or two times a week, you know, one or two times a day. You know what I'm saying? Like you deserve, there we go. It. you deserve it. You really do. And I think we forget how much we deserve the love that we desire. Yes. And a lot of the time in acknowledging the love that we deserve, we get the love that we desire. But life is very simple yet confusing. <laughs> it's simple, not easy. Oh, I say that all the fucking time. I've been saying that for years. And a lot of the time you see a light bulb go off in somebody's head when you say that. Uh-huh. And and do you know, like even though you know simple, not easy is a thing, how many times do you be like you get stuck in the trap? Somebody's like, oh, this is simple. So you're like, fuck, it's going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Not one bit. It is, it is simple, not easy. We got to remember that. Uh, and then, you know, do we really even want it easy? Cause I prefer a challenge a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no reward with easy. No, no, it's really not. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, It's masturbation, you know. It gets you, it gets you done quick, but like it doesn't feel filling, you know. It's like ah, I got this over with, but now I'm still not where I want to be. So yeah, you know we have to remember that. So yeah, uh, on that note, I'd say uh, Dusty's got to get to his seminar, and um, we've run over a little bit, and we'll keep it inside of under an hour and a half, which is something oh, yeah. to do, so, uh, you know. Thanks for joining, all, uh, all of you out there that aren't in the room with us, um, and the humans that are in the room with us. Thank you, Dusty, always thank you for being here. Uh, Amber, always great to see you. Um, it's, always
1: great to be here. I love being with you guys.
0: I don't think you realize how good it makes us feel to have people show up regularly. Um, it's nice yeah. Uh knowing people want to come to your party is a real good feeling.
1: I appreciate the fact that you guys do this.
0: Uh, and I appreciate you uh, very, very much. And I'm sure I speak for Dusty in that same aspect. Um, Absolutely. It, it's nice Thank to know you. people appreciate what we're doing. Um, it's weird stuff that we're doing here. Talking about yeah. feelings. Groundbreaking. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, you know, I think sometimes because it is, it is groundbreaking stuff. It was almost hard for me to say that, uh, accepting that we're doing groundbreaking things. It's it's hard sometimes because uh, everybody wants to learn how to make money, but not everybody wants to learn how to get emotionally well. Yeah. And sometimes crazy notion.
1: Really well.
0: what's that?
2: Oh, I just said what a crazy notion. <laughs> right. You know, and like
1: and I because- think being emotionally well can lead to making more money
2: it definitely does oh most definitely absolutely making better decisions with that money yes
0: every every financial coach out there that's worth a shit will get into emotions because there's an emotional bank account and there's a physical bank account and if your emotional bank account is low your physical bank account will never get there yeah
2: yeah and it's funny because it ties into what we were saying earlier but because everybody in our general age group and younger are realizing this, we just might be the first generation that 20, 30, 40 years from now, when we need help, aren't just dry ass, no butter, popcorn motherfuckers. You know, like, hey! we might be healthy enough to just Do thank it people for doing health. good for us. Yeah. So then the generation after us, instead of being on Zoom bitching about, these thankless fucks doing all this shit might be like man i'm taking care of my grandpa and he is an emotionally stable guy and he thanked me and helped out around the house
0: ah we we just yeah.
2: might break the cycle
0: wow that makes me think about what kind of what kind of person i want to be when i'm you know in a less than capable point in my life you know nobody wants the cranky fuck around them especially when they're yeah. wiping their ass and dick
2: you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's real easy to be cranky when you need your ass and your dick wiped, but uh <laughs> maybe we'll all just make it after all.
0: Yep. And maybe. you know it's funny. Like my dad, he always said, When I'm shitting myself, take me out. And uh we all let him die once he started shitting himself. And uh you know, maybe maybe it's a little healthier to say, Hey, when I'm shitting myself, help me. Uh so I don't yeah. want that. You know, that was that was ingrained in all three of all three of his sons uh, from an early age. And he took us all aside separately, said, your brothers aren't going to be able to do this. So you're going to have to be the one to kill me if I die. I mean, if if I shit myself. So all three of us were charged with this mission from a very young age. That way, at his deathbed, when he was shitting himself, we were all like, ma, stop it. He wants to go. Let him go. And it was really weird that that was his unhealthy way of creating his scenario yeah and we don't have to die when we're shitting ourselves yeah it's embarrassing but like if we get emotionally well before that then maybe we'll hand them the rag and say hey you mind wiping me up you know what i'm saying yeah. like uh i'm i this this is really uh uncomfortable for all of us um i carry incense for the same reason you know like whatever <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's a really interesting th- th- thing, a thing to think about, like being emotionally well enough to be cared for in a healthy fashion. Because, yeah. you know, one of the things, one of the people in the magical motherfucker class, uh, they were really huge on was like, I don't know how to ask for help. And I'm really bad at it. And honestly, it's probably what I need the most right now in my life. Mui interesante. Yeah, We're doing it. We're doing it we're fucking forging new pathways turning Breaking
1: over generational curses
0: yeah yes thank you for pulling that out of my brain because i thought that earlier no I and mean, we could be we could be the generation that breaks some of those curses for real yeah like how beautiful is that that we can break our own generational curses and like we can heal huh
1: ourselves
2: and others
0: yeah
1: exactly but it all,
2: it all boils down to that age-old, you can't do right by others until you can do right by you. So we're healing ourselves so that later on we can make life easier for uh, the kids that got to wipe our asses.
1: Mm-hmm. What you're is it welcome, Gen Z. <laughs> I'm a Gen ever- actor. <laughs> <laughs> we're the toughest generation there is. We've raised ourselves.
0: Yeah. I don't know what I am. I was born in 1980, and I thought I was uh, Generation X. Um, and then I—I I might be a millennial.
1: I I'll think you're that, right but... on the cusp of Generation X. I think you're an Xer. Yeah.
2: Let me see. There, there's.
1: I I in my
2: head I consider millennial. You had the internet growing up.
0: Yeah, like that.
2: That seems to be like the threshold for. They're the internet generation, and I remember that shit came out with like AOL free disks when I was well into like high school, if not graduated. So I'm just like, I don't relate to a lot of the millennial stuff. Yeah, but you know, and I was born in the early '80s, so right behind you guys. But it's definitely, I don't know, the internet age has always been millennial for me. So you were born
1: on the bicentennial
2: really 76 76 nice you were born on july 4th too
1: yep, yep. well
2: is that yeah what's that like did like did a puritan give birth to you on a tall ship <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh fuck so i just googled it i am a gen xer and yeah maybe uh and then it goes 1981 is a uh, millennial is when that starts.
1: Yes, that was when the beginning of the internet really started, back when the screen was black with all the green letters
0: and yeah, you know, just chat rooms and yeah, oh my god, yeah, I remember chat rooms. I was such a menace. The internet was just geeks, nerds and creepy guys. Yep, yeah. and then kids. Yeah, I didn't realize And now it's geeks, nerds, right. creepy guys and kids. Right, exactly, just a different way. <laughs> And and entrepreneurs and moms, bro, the friend that's coming to visit, she was on the phone with me and Donna one day, and she's like, "Dude, I literally sit around and watch like moms cleaning on TikTok, and it's like porn to me." And I'm like, "I didn't even realize that like moms cleaning on TikTok was a thing."
1: Oh God, and organizing and Wild. restocking.
0: Yeah, Wild people people
2: find their things. I don't know why, but the Instagram algorithm, I, I love cats. I like a lot of posts of cats and cat videos has now somehow turned into ducks. And I did not ask Instagram to keep giving me reels of like baby ducks just being cute. But I will be damned if I don't like 30 of them a day. I'm like <laughs> sending them to friends like, oh my God, this baby duck has a hat. Check <laughs> this shit out. And like a daymaker for me. <laughs>
0: Oh, it has so many
2: baby that. duck videos.
0: I love that. Um, so you just said the word daymaker. For anyone looking for a book that's a good book to read, um I think it's like Life of a Daymaker. Life, life as a Daymaker. Did I tell yeah. you about that? One? You you Here told right me now. about it and I bought it off of Amazon. It's such a good one, such a good one. Just remind you to go around making people's day. You yeah. Know, like fucking gas- I love
1: doing that, giving compliments to strangers things like that. I love doing
0: that. I want to so do, I, think,
2: I think I'm, I'm setting myself up for failure with this thing. It's going to be more hassle, but it's going to be worth it in the long run. But I had this crazy idea this morning. Cause I was looking at my calendar and for whatever reason, I didn't book black Friday. Like I have no clients that day. No. So I think what I'm going to do in the spirit of the holiday, cause I've seen a lot of people will do like giveaways and stuff like that. And I did one once ever and it was like more pain than it was worth. And so I've always steered clear of them. I think I'm going to go in my Instagram stories and I'm going to do a giveaway for Black Friday. But the caveat is that you have to sign up your homie for it. So it's like a giving thing and like a daymaker yeah. thing that it's going to be like, who who is your friend that's just going through it right now and needs a win yeah. so that I can hit up somebody that like, they didn't even necessarily like, oh, I'm going to enter. Like, their friend was like, nah, they need it. And like, just hit them up, like, hey, you're free on Friday. So, like, we're doing this. And they just didn't even, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. then it's going to turn into like having to figure out what they want. And is it like, okay, we'll make sure, you know, because of course it's going to be like, well, can we bust out this realism portrait sleeve you're,
0: in one day? You're already like, doing, you're already doing yeah. it. What are you yeah. doing? See, I'm already, doing already doing setting
2: myself up. You're already doing I'm, the thing. I'm telling myself at the party that I look sick. And I'm letting it happen.
0: <laughs> You're doing the thing. You're doing the thing that you said not to do.
2: <laughs> Look, You're- I said
0: for you guys not to do it. <laughs> not for
1: me. <laughs> I uh, do?
0: Josh Carlton hit hit the internet one time with like, don't fight with your clients in your head before an appointment. Yeah, and like that—that's exactly what we're talking about. How many times are you like fuck this person's gonna want this and this, and, and then they come in and they're like, you know. I figured I was kind of a pain in the ass during the consultation, so I'm going to hand over full creative control to you. Have at it today. And it's like the whole morning, you're bitching at them in your oh head. And then you get there and they're the kindest, most giving, most understanding, like everything fucking works out. And one thing I really keep telling myself, because I have this really bad problem with fucking panicking about money. Always, always, always panicking about money. Always. Uh, and one of the things that I, that I teach that I need to learn myself more so is I've made it through every single fucking money fiasco that I've ever created or actually been in. Like even when I was broke, I was not <clears throat> too broke. And like, I was listening to this book this one time and his homie was talking about how like he went into the negative because he fucking invested on himself. And then it just kept going into the negative even deeper. And I was like, what happens if you go in the negative? So I, I role played in my head. Like, what happens if my bank account goes into the negative? Nothing. Nothing fucking happens. Yep. They're not gonna come and chop tax for a couple days, but right? like they don't come and chop off your fucking arm. You know, like what ends up happening is your brain says, I'm in the negative. How do I get in the positive? Then you create solutions and shit happens. Or the universe is already fucking working for you and brings you things anyway. Yes. But I've never been in the negative for so long that it made a difference in my life. It's more of an ego thing for me.
2: And, and the system is wild as fuck because even if you somehow did go into the negative and just continued spiraling into the negative, you, you literally just, you go and you're like, I'm bankrupt. And they're just like, dope.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here, you're That's bankrupt. Literally- you start paying this little bit of money right now and we'll yeah. right. get you back on your feet.
0: It's it's so weird. Uh, it's such an interesting thing, such an interesting thing. How much we spiral ourselves, dude. My my oldest son, he's freaking out the other day. I don't know how I'm gonna pay my car payment. Goes and door dashes, makes one hundred fifteen dollars, and then fucking wastes the money on fucking stupid shit. And I'm like, well, you were worried the other night about your car payment, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why'd you spiral if you were just gonna fucking be silly anyway? Like, we that's got before gift. I knew a new
2: kind of Reese's cup came out, all right, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: he's like, Well, I was buying gifts for people at Claire's, and I'm like, Well, that's cute, but like, dog, <laughs> and, and but we always come out of it, we always come out of it.
2: That is the curse of a giver's heart, right there. How am dude. I gonna make my car payment? But also, Christmas is coming up, and I want to do nice things for people,
0: dude. Perfect example, I spent 2000 something dollars on these fucking tickets on last Sunday for the the Harry Potter thing because you know granny her Donna's mom Donna me, Jaden like so I got, I buy all these fucking tickets right then the money comes back into my account but the tickets are still viable so instead of being like oh cool we got money chilling I'm like what happens when they take this money out of my fucking account that they're going to they're <laughs> going to notice it and and, and they're going to come and, and, and it's like But but I've got more money. Like I stress myself so much about stupid shit. Like who the fuck stresses themselves about getting a couple grand back into their bank account? Like, (laughs) it's so weird. And these are these are the uh, the the repetitions we've gotten ourselves used to of just stressing over stupid shit. Yeah, worrying about stupid shit, fighting with our clients for no reason before we even get to the shop. Uh, you know, um, like so
2: i know i know that every state was a little bit different during covid but in ohio tattoo shops were shut down for probably about two and a half months it was a while mm-hmm. and uh while they were shut down and they were figuring everything out i still worked uh i had worked at Isle nine prior to that but i also uh worked at the y part-time like super part-time i taught like three move to lose classes a week And I think when all was said and done on my check every two weeks, I made like $40, but I got a free membership to the Y. And I really like moved to lose because I used to be like 350 pounds. So I was like, of course I want to help people lose weight. Um, But I got the free membership and the downtown Y is dope. It's got like the hot tubs and the pools and the upstairs track and all that. So the short version of the story is that uh, they were like, well, here's a code you can file for unemployment because we know the tattoo shops are closed we know we're closed. Like they had to close too. like health and fitness centers were down for two months. They're like, it's literally like your tax money you pay, get it back, do your thing. And it's a percentage of your pay. So I think my first unemployment check every week for the first two or three weeks was like $30, but fuck it. 30 bucks is a tank of gas. And then that, that whole like federal, whatever it was payment hit. And they backpaid it. So then one day I just woke up to a text that was like, oh, your new balance is like $2,400. Because they were giving people $600 a week for like literally just like, sorry, your work is closed. Here's money.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, I, I called them and I sat on hold. It was like unemployment during COVID and shutdown. Oh I waited on I hold for like that. six hours to talk to these people to be like, I didn't ask for this money. What's the catch? why did you give me this money? Take it back. Like, no, I don't want it. take it back. And then to reassure me, no, this is a federal program. It's to help you out because you ain't working. Nobody's working. And it wasn't even the pride of like not wanting to ask for help. It was the fear of like, they're coming back for this money at some point. I'm going to, we're going to be shut down for two months and then I'm going to be able to get off unemployment. And they're going to have given me like four grand total. And they're going to send me a bill for like, we need that money back player. And like, I was like, so terrified that I like refused to touch that money for weeks. And I'm like broke because I'm, I'm not working. I'm not doing anything. I got to eat food. Still, still got a mortgage, you know? And I'm like, I'm hungry, but I don't want to touch that money because that was like such a problem. And I'm usually not like a money problem. I'm pretty easy flowing with it. Like, eh, it comes and goes, whatever. But that money had me terrified because it was government money. And I was like, nah, they don't they don't do things for folks. This is yep. something's up
0: fuck with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. All right. Well, we've said goodbye like five times. Yeah. The, the, yeah. You call it the Midwest. Goodbye. It's the Midwest parking Irish lot. Goodbye. goodbye. What would you say, Amber?
1: It's an Irish goodbye.
0: No, the Irish goodbye is when you get drunk and fucking just disappear. Yeah. You just bail out.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, i guess that's what not irish people call an irish goodbye we uh, uh we get drunk and say goodbye forever
0: oh see oh, i thought the I, irish I, goodbye was yeah. like getting over and just like disappearing that's yeah, what a lot of I, people
1: think but uh, us irish people we get drunk and say goodbye like 10 times <laughs>
0: you know,
2: i i will say that's true and like my mom's maiden name is mcallen my family's irish as fuck on that side uh, we, I was always under the impression that's because we're in the Midwest, and that's, it's the Midwest parking lot goodbye of like, all right, well, well, you just say well along until yeah, so well, you I've finally start moving to. towards your car, and then you start moving towards your car, and you realize they're parked by you. So then you just keep going, then you get to your cars, and you're like, well,
0: <laughs> well, uh-huh. I'm just three gonna hours start. Later, I'm just gonna start ending the meeting for all like mid conversation. <laughs> like we're we're gonna talk too long i'm just gonna end this without saying anything to anyone <laughs> oh shit well guys what? i love y'all i appreciate y'all um once again as usual thanks to gabe thanks to guy atchison thanks for reinventing thanks reinventing um actually Absolutely. i think it's hson i'm not sure if it's atchison or hson i'm i'm ripple I think it's a lot of people call me ripple but it's actually ripple so I try to be uh, more mindful when it comes to last names. So guy if you're watching this I apologize. Um I will HSN you from now on. Um but yeah, uh thank you guys for putting this together uh and allowing us a place to talk about our feelings. Um thank you too for being here. Amber you're you're not a part of the gang but you uh, are an honorary. Actually you are a part of the gang. Um but we didn't, yeah.
1: we, didn't in, we didn't
0: bring you in. We didn't bring you in intentionally. You just showed up and uh, we love you for it. So thank you thank um, you that's all part of my charm that's it love it love it you're wonderful uh dusty always love seeing you always love having you here uh thank you for being an official member
2: <laughs> official co-host i got a badge oh. and a gun oh, hey, right. you got
1: your name on it
2: yeah, that's yeah. It. That's it. and um, i uh i need to hit you up i've been tattooing nonstop about coming to florida sometime soon they they sent me my license in the mail like the full year long license and i was like i need to come out uh because i love the tattoo but more importantly i'd love to hang out with you guys and not be somewhere where it's snowing
0: yeah and, uh, totally down and i need to i need to house your neck up yeah
2: um, i'm ready to do and, that uh i uh my buddy fudd he was actually the guy that originally apprenticed me back in like 1800 when they were fucking birthing her on the ship um but he uh he just went and did one of those with yogi where like he watched yogi tattoo for a day and then yogi tat- watched him tattoo for a day and all that And i was like i just want to 2023 is my year of watching more homies that i look up to tattoo and going and like maybe guesting but also just like i want to watch you do your shit for a day i don't know if you really noticed when we were in tampa and you were doing that galaxy shit around the rick I watched like a hawk the whole time, and uh, I was like, "I need to do that more with people." So I want to come down and do that too,
0: dude. Honestly, so that's probably been the biggest, the biggest thing in my life that's helped me as a tattooer lately. I'm um, getting both of these sleeves covered up. Man, spending time in other people's studios, watching how they work, like, dude, I have used Procreate so much more now because these dudes have like I've watched them create on it, and I'm like, wow, that's a lot easier than I thought, mm-hmm. and, just the concepts of how they run their studio, how they treat their people, you know, all the things. Yeah, I'm learning so much about the tattoo world that um, some of it's relearning, some of it's new learning. But yeah, it's so great to just be around other shops and other artists and other things. So yeah, man, love it. Um, come out, have fun. Bring bring Aura and Josh if you want. Uh, yeah, just come and hang out. Either way, holler uh, your holler back, son. We got room to crash at the house fucking and uh you're good to go so would love to have you yeah
2: 2022 was the year for me of like COVID is finally chill i can do conventions now and so 2023 is the year of like all right i just want to go watch other people and if i can do a tattoo or two to pay for my plane ticket dope but also i just want a full day to just like just be the fly on the wall now you
0: can dig it yeah man come on through we'll have fun hell yeah all right. Well, love you guys. Appreciate y'all. And yep. uh, you guys have a great night. You too. Yep. Love you. Yeah. Bye.